five, 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 Hi guys, and welcome to a new segment here for the Top 5 Film Dive, known as The Deep Dive, where we dive into a movie and dissect it a little bit. Now guys, these are going to be uh, new episodes of the podcast that are a little bit more short, a little bit more uh, sweet and to the point. We'll really dissect a movie anywhere between 5 and 10 minutes, and I give my review in, in a rundown, my likes, my dislikes, very similar to what I've been doing on the social media page, um, but a little bit more ear-friendly that you can take with you rather than having to be on Instagram and watch my uh, my face and my goofy movie trailer edits. That being said, the first movie that we're going to be deep diving into on this new segment is none other than Christopher Nolan's Tenant. Um, yeah, what a what a doozy of a movie, guys. And, and to, to be frank with you, the episode here is going to be very spoiler-filled. Um, now, the, the goals of these episodes, like I said, is basically to, to kind of dissect the movie, really get into it. Um, and in the case of Tenant, um, explain what my likes, my dislikes were, and so on and so forth. Um, Tenant is a very unforgiving movie, and I have to say the reason why that uh, I have not done my review yet for this is I've seen the movie two times now um basically the first time was a very unforgiving um kind of uh, a little bit of a headache filled experience um and i found that there was a lot going on and and the reason why i waited till after my second viewing uh and actually after a lot of conversations with uh some film going friends was tenant is a movie that i believe deserves to be seen twice and I guess that's a that's a hard thing to say, especially considering the fact that right now, again, the theater going experience is not necessarily something that uh, jumps to mind, um, or at least sitting in a movie theater for two to three hours, especially with this movie being three hours uh, during our, our COVID pandemic. And, and a lot of people I've spoken to have opted to wait till this one hits on demand um, and, and a home view rather than experiencing it in IMAX or even in a movie theater. Um, but to the point, guys, this movie in its second viewing was a lot more enjoyable for me. I was able to catch a lot of things that I missed upon the first viewing. Um, and one of the major things uh, being essentially the plot and, and the device that uh, Christopher Nolan really, really works with. Uh, and again, that's the idea uh, of time. Uh, we've seen a pattern in a lot of his other movies, obviously, in regards to Memento, in regards to um, Prestige, and just how that film is edited and, and actually put together. Nothing's really linear. In Stellar obviously being another huge one in Dunkirk, his most recent film, um, which obviously jumps in between three different storylines in essentially the Battle of Dunkirk. Um, and again, this one, uh, I'm not going to say it has a linear timeline to it, and, and it does not necessarily flow uh, the way you would expect it. No pun intended, pun, pun intended there, excuse me, if you have seen it. Um, but the idea of time and time inversion, um, uh, especially, now you might be asking, what is time inversion? Uh, well, it's the idea or paradox uh, that something, someone, or their general course of time. Now, we all know that, of course, time is consistently moving forward. Um, and this movie kind of flips the script in the idea of questioning does it have to, or does it really? Um, 
And again, the, the first viewing that I had and missing the first 10 minutes actually of the movie, and we didn't even realize we missed the first 10 minutes. We thought we missed the first two minutes. Tenet came off as a little bit pretentious to me, uh, to be honest. And, and frankly, I borderline loathed it uh, my entire walk home following the movie. Um, I really, I kind of ripped it apart and I said it was actually Christopher Nolan's worst movie. Um, and uh, I came in guns a blazing, ready to review it that night. And I, I simmered down a little bit. I took a step back and said, okay, I need to see this movie again and I need to understand this a little bit more and like I said the second viewing uh, again some a little bit uh, kind of pretentious to say hey my movie's a, uh, from a director's standpoint pardon me hey my movie's gonna be better m- with every time that you watch it um, but it is Christopher Nolan I mean the guy is a, is a filmmaking god and I think we all know that and we respect the man um, and he's one of the few directors working in Hollywood today that can really put his name to a project and people will flock. Uh, people will flock. And again, I, I would attribute that to the amazing job that he did on the Dark Knight trilogy, um, as well as movies like, again, Interstellar or Dunkirk. Um, that being said, it is complex. It is very fast-paced. It is completely unforgiving. And if you miss a plot point, um, it does not forgive you for doing so. So if I can make a suggestion, a bathroom break before the movie will do you leaps and wonders in regards to understanding because if you miss even say two minutes of this there is something that you might miss that is crucial to you understanding what is happening um it moves forward as i as i quoted i'm sorry as i as i'm uh quoting myself that i said to somebody else the other day it moves forward with or without you okay um the beauty of the film really though lies upon two things and, and there are two things that really stood out to me Nolan has a knack for building uh, these amazing action set pieces. Uh, and again, the guy I think is is the uh, pinnacle of the business when it comes to doing these high concept action set pieces. And this movie, um, very in line with that spinning room scene from Inception, uh, is just m- mind-blowing. It, it, it's breathtaking to watch on a screen. Um the other thing that really stood out to me is the score. Now, Ludwig Göransson, um, who's done Black Panther and The Mandalorian over at Disney+, Plus, um, creates this like pulsating, very bass-heavy, absorbing score. And it's so different from the other Nolan films in the past. Um, and again, Nolan's usual go-to guy has been Hans Zimmer. Um, the legendary Hans Zimmer, that I should say. Um, that this feels very away from something like that in a Nolan movie. And it sounds... Um, almost got kind of unnerving at first, but then it becomes captivating and very much almost like a character and part of the uh, part of the film. And when I think of Nolan's movies, I, I think of those, you know, very orchestral, 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 let's try that again, kids, orchestral based Hans Zimmer, um, legendary scores. You know, we, we've got everything from the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, Inception, Interstellar, um, and I mean, even the man's resume itself is, is speaks volumes. Um, but Gorenson's, it's different and it, and it suits this film and it was not what I was expecting. And I, I think it's the real standout, um, of the movie. Uh, uh, again, besides the, the two to three giant action set pieces, um, I was, I was really, really impressed. I'm looking forward to seeing more or hearing, pardon me, I should say, more of Gorenson's work in the next couple of years, um, especially with The Mandalorian Season 2 coming out in a month. Um, but again, going back to the action set pieces, um, 
my bar was already set and, and I want to backtrack a little bit here. Um, and, and the bar was already set high, very, very high. Um, now I have not loved every Christopher Nolan, um, movie inception is a movie that I rewatched this last week and I actually have a lot of qualms with it. But again, it's, um, the one thing that stands out is the, um, action and, and the structure of, of pieces like that. And those two to three minutes of, of, um, you know, particular acts in the movie that really just kind of take your breath away as you're watching them. And I think it's because of that ability um, to not only film, um, but again, choreograph um, the chase scenes in this movie. Um, and then the, the final like last 15 minutes where we're essentially seeing two separate timelines, one moving forward and one moving backwards and wondering where it's going to end up and, and where the climax is coming from. Um, it, it's just, it's breathtaking. It's absolutely breathtaking to watch on an IMAX screen. And again, uh, if I can make one suggestion, the bigger the screen that you see this on, the more enjoyable it will be when it comes to those uh, big, chaotic, um, explosive types of action scenes. Um, and again, guys, forewarning, this movie might be something that uh, you don't enjoy the first time. And again, it's very... Christopher Nolan asks for us to, I should say, outside of the Batman trilogy, trilogy, uh, very Christopher Nolan asks for us to have to expect to watch a movie a couple times to pick up on things that we haven't uh, quite gotten the first time we watch it. Um, but that second viewing, the plot points uh, of the protagonist and essentially why he's uh, introducing particular people into the storyline. Uh, jumped out a lot more to me than uh, than they did the first time, and I was able to really understand the method um, to the madness that was being put on screen. And because of that, again, what come came off as arrogant the first time I watched it um, really led to a truly awe-inspiring uh, visual theater experience. And and I was happy that a movie like this really kicked off the theater-going experience. I, I missed it. I truly missed it. Um, I mean, I saw New Mutants the day before I saw this, so that was kind of a palate cleanser. Pardon me. I saw Tenant opening night and then New Mutants and then Tenant again. Um, and again, I kind of just washed my palate clean of the turd that was uh, New Mutants. But um, yeah, guys, you know, the, the Tenant and the theater-going experience, this this movie is made to be seen in a theater and on the biggest possible screen that you can see it on but i thoroughly believe that if you're going to wait this one out you will enjoy this as much um as i did um while at home and from from a perspective of being able to understand the plot a little bit better the home going experience might be what you're looking for that being said guys it's not in my top three nolan if you guys looked at the social media page the last week i ranked my top five nolan films i put this around like a like a, his my sixth favorite film of him kind of right in the middle he's done 12 movies now including this um and i think that's where it sits it's a it's a good movie it's not an outstanding or great movie but it is entertaining as hell overall i will give tenant a b that wraps it up here for the deep dive episode number one, guys. That has been your review of Christopher Nolan's Tenant. If you have any comments, concerns, uh, I shouldn't say concerns, comments, questions, or you'd like to be a guest on the Top 5 Film Dive, uh, as well as our new segment here called the Deep Dive, please DM me at uh, the Top 5 Film Dive social media page or personally at I am Curdy Mo. All right, that wraps it up, and I will see you very soon.